the tatted, the fatted, the one and only Casey Hughes. And with me as always is Mr. Relentless himself, Lance Hughes, as always. the Lance Hughes. And yeah, don't forget that, at the Lance Hughes, all social platforms. How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. I'm just living, L-I-V-I-N. Little Matthew McConaughey to get us started. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's throw in some Jeremy Braswell and Bishop Black. People should know that we're in the actual studio now. In the actual studio, yes. We're in an actual studio space. Yes. That's where we're at. And that's why I say it feels good. It does. It feels great. It feels more um, It feels more like it should. Exactly. For those of you that didn't know, we were cramped <laughs> in a laundry room uh, in my house uh, that predated this episode. So Yes. This is our first time actually being able to breathe and stretch yes. a bit and kind of get comfortable. So. And not sweating. And not sweat. I'm sweating, but I'm fat and I got a hoodie on. So. Fatted and tatted. Yeah, you know, that's right. You know, that's why it's the only way to be until I get back to the gym, and then I'll still be just less fatted. So I'm, I'm tatted and getting fatted. <laughs> so I gotta, you know, <laughs> what do we talk about? It's a family tradition. Yeah, I gotta, I got, I gotta stay in the gym so I don't turn into tatted and fatted. You right, because there's only one of me, and there can't be two tatted and fatted. Yeah, there can't be no. So no. uh, through this gym venture, I hope to be able to change the intro to tatted and less fatted. There you go. <laughs> fatted will always be part of it. I've never <laughs> been a fit person. But but we're back, and uh, we're glad that you're with us wherever you're at in your day-to-day, your month, your journey, wherever you're at. We're glad that you're here. Um, we're just going to kind of talk today about salt. Um, I've got some interesting facts about salt and where, where that stems from. If you If you look at a... A lot of our promotional deal in our T-shirts and our apparel and uh, something that I've been doing for years is be real, be you, and be salt. Um, and that stems from Matthew 5.13. You know, that's uh, that's where Jesus is basically talking to his disciples. And uh, he says, you know, if salt loses its flavor, what's it good for? You know, if it loses its saltiness, it's not really good for anything uh, but to be thrown out and trampled under feet. Right. Just bland. Just bland. I mean, at that point, it's just a, it's just a powder. Um, so I did, I did a little bit more research, um, than I normally do, uh, just to find out if salt can actually lose its flavor. And 
The only way salt can naturally lose its flavor is to be introduced into some form. Uh, the only way salt can lose its natural flavor is to be introduced into some form of chemical compound and basically just be um, be adulterated. You know, it's as it sits in the wild, it can't lose its flavor. It'll yeah, be salty no matter powerful. what. Yeah, it is. I mean, it can be humidity and water can draw it out, but until something is imposed on it, on its state, it stays what it is. So it's sodium chloride. You know, that's uh, NaCl is its actual chemical compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, didn't know that. <laughs> I was I was thinking back to elementary school. You know, you, you, the periodic table. You know, oh, I yeah. my kids have talked about a periodic table. Yeah, um, that one's in third grade, and I don't I don't think that's been brought up. But the actual what it would show up on that is um, uppercase N, lowercase A, uppercase C, lowercase L, and that's sodium chloride. That's what it's for. So the actual process to get salt started with seawater. So seawater would wash in. And then it would get in these little shallow beds, and then through natural eva- evaporation of the water, it would pull the the uh, pull the salt. It would pull the water out, and then yeah. it would leave a leave a crust right. on the top. And so, thousands and thousands of years ago, they they found that crust and said, "Hey, you know, let's let's use this. Let's start flavoring stuff with it." You know, and uh, I didn't understand how rock salt was made. You know, like rock candy. I yeah. just assumed it was rock salt because of its <laughs> shape. You know, it looks like a little rock. Yeah, like a little pebble. Uh, that so is you not just, just thought they were made that way. Or? Well, yeah, I just <laughs> thought it was you know, but it's rock salt actually comes from mining, like it's a salt right. mine. Yes, and I, I didn't under I didn't know that. I mean, it's it's where it's extracted from the ground over years of pressure. It's almost like coal. It's like a coal mine. Yeah, um, I did learn that they are inherently more safe than any other mine in the world, and they're easier to work in because it's on average a constant seventy degrees in a rock salt mine. So that's probably way more information that you wanted about salt, but it kind of dives into the point of, uh, you know, how, how can we be salt in life? You know, what does that actually mean? I started posting that years ago as a hashtag, you know, I just want to hashtag everything, dude. Yeah. You know, hashtag salt. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag drive to work. (laughs) Hashtag traffic sucks. (laughs) Hashtag vacation. Hashtag I'm ready to go. (laughs) But I started doing that and I found myself one day going, Casey, what does that actually mean? You know, and are are you salt or are you salty? Well, dude, I'm I've been I, salty so many times. I, I am inherently I'm more, still salty I'm, about something. I'm inherently salty more than I am salt. <laughs> I will tell you that. But I think as humans, we we're all probably typically salty more than we're salt. We are, and, and you know, I've learned that type A people and high strung people, you know, we're we're more salty than your average because things are slow or we're impatient and right. Um, so what it did for me was it started diving, you know, I started diving into myself going, dude, am I being flavorful or am I just being too salty? Yeah. You know, and if we think about that, like what's your favorite fries? I know you're like a health food guy. Yeah, don't eat a lot I don't, of junk. I don't eat fries. I know. But if, but you, if I do eat fries, I eat sweet potato fries. So, it, but okay. It, See, to answer your problem your, doing this with a, with a, with a, with a healthy guy <laughs> and a fat boy over here, we can't even talk about fries. If, okay. If I had to choose fries, checkers fries. Oh, dude, that, that's in a category all on its own. I know. Those things are amazing. And some people would probably don't even know what we're even talking about. Rallies. If you don't know what checkers I, is, you, you probably go. got a rallies. There you go. So it's the same thing. If, um, 
If you haven't had their fries, they do put them in the frozen food section at like Publix. You can actually yeah. get Checkers fries. That's I, how good they are. I wish Checkers and Arby's would get together oh, and make a Checkers curly fry. I just feel like it would be. I don't want Arby's and Checkers, and we yeah. don't have a Checkers in town. We don't go to Huntsville to get it. But so, all right. So imagine Checker fries. Okay, oh, yeah. my, my personal favorite fries. Are from, if you say McDonald's, I'm gonna punch you in the face. No, dude, it's uh, it used to be Roosters here in Decatur. Okay, um, Man, but that style Roosters. fry, um, just wing it has it. You know, they're just a, I don't know, it's a flaky, weird kind of fry. But have you ever had fries that were too salty? Yes. And you just, I mean, you can't enjoy it. Yes. Even the old season that goes back to the McDonald's fries back in like high school, or when I was eating McDonald's all the time. You're either gonna get fries that are not salted at all. Or you're going to get fries that are to, that my dad wouldn't even eat. <laughs> and he salts everything. If this is your first episode, just know like, it's his dad. We've talked about it in previous episodes. Salt. Salt, 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 salt and on more salt. Open up a bag of potato chips. Our uncle used to do that. Open up a bag of potato <laughs> chips and dump salt into it. Like Lay's yeah. needed more salt. Yeah. But that was that was going to be my, my, my next question was, you ever got fries that somebody just hated their job and they didn't salt them at all? It's just, I'm pissed because I got to pull them out of the fryer and they just throw them in there and then they throw them in the little cup and send them out with no flavor on it. Oh, yeah. So to me, that verse is calling us to be somewhere in between, hey, man, I can't eat these and I wish this person liked their job a little bit more. You know, right. a, a good flavor that is digestible, you know, or, or something that is enjoyable to eat, not like a freaking salt lick. Yes. Like, you know, the animals. Mm, really, yeah, the animals love it. Oh, my goodness, man. You know, and hey, another fun fact about salt, and I'm not done with that. I thought I was, but I'm not. Back in the old days, that's how they would track to find salt mines, is they would follow animal tracks because mm. animals would find a natural source of salt because they like salt licks. Right. And then they would go dig it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was... Didn't know that. Yeah, pretty neat little fact. I'll probably never use it again, but I appreciate it. That's right. I'll probably never use it again either, but here we are with it today. <laughs> so, if if we're called to be salt, you know, let's just have a real conversation. You know, this is a little bit, this is a little bit different than the previous formats. You know, let's, uh, what... Yeah, and, I think this is, I'm just going to say it. I think this is the first time me and you have both just sat here and we're both just kind of winging it today. Yeah. We've yeah. had a lot going on this yeah, week. we've got a whole lot going on this week. So, in your opinion, what is salt? You know what I mean? Like, if we're called to be salt, what what would that look like for you? Be flavorful to other people. But what is that? Like, like die, yeah, what is, dive into that. Like, to be nice all the time, to be, oh, my life doesn't suck, and <laughs> I love God, and no, you, can, no. you can be like this, too, if you love Jesus, <laughs> you know? like No, I think it's important that we're, that we're real with people. Right. Like you said, be light, be salt, be real. Or whatever. Yeah. Be real, be you, be salt. Right. And I think that's very important because we, we don't want to sugarcoat things. No. Right? Sugarcoated fries would be awful. Be terrible. Maybe sweet potato fries. Now, sweet yeah, potatoes might, sweet yeah, potato fries maybe. might be good with sugar. But I don't, I don't do I'm all not, that. I'm not rolling into McDonald's and getting <laughs> sugar flavored fries. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, but, you know, when you think of initially being salt, it sounds like a bad term. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it you kind of have to wrap your head around what being salt actually actually does mean. And like you said, whenever you say it's being flavorful to other people or just, you know, being flavorable, right? Yeah. So I take that I take that as being a light to others or being a more positive 
role model or that person they can come to and you know you're going to keep it real with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree, man. I, I think that's a, you know, if, if we take the actual um, process of how salt is made through an evaporation process, it takes it takes breaking down one substance or one element to create another element right. in order for it to be useful. And there's something and, about that salty flavor, too. If you If you want to put it into a... I want to be the person that people want to be around more. Yes. And when you add salt to something, it makes you want to eat more of it. Right. So I just, I want to be that person that attracts more people, you know, for the right reasons. Or when somebody is around me, like, you know, you and vice versa, we love spending time with each other because I do feel like we are, you know, light and salt to each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, you know, like Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron. Another man sharpens another man. Right. That's where that, that comes into play. And I mean, it's not just ladies and it's not just men. That's just a translation. That's anybody, you know, as iron sharpens iron, you know, we can sharpen anybody that's around it. And, And I love, that's the relationship that you and I have is, you know, we, we are inherently stubborn. We are inherently hard headed. We Amen. both like our way. We both have a very um, specific way yes. that we want to be able to do things, but we're also able to take a step back and go, okay, well, what is the bigger picture? Right. You know? Which is, is not always easy to do. No, it's not. But, it, it, you know, I've learned over time, dude, communication is everything. Oh, yeah. If we communicate, then it, it takes care of so many hypothetical problems because I think we do that in our head. You know, just as people, like I, I right. make up hypothetical problems at work. Well, if I don't do this or if I do this, this is going to be the reaction. I've learned, dude, if I just go in and have that meeting, yeah, it it never happens. The hypotheticals part never happens. Yeah, and so I work on that with my relationship with Hayden. You know, yeah. I mean, men are not inherently great communicators anyway. You know, Speak you, to yourself, man. I'm a great communicator. Mm, My wife is shaking her head now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she is rolling her eyes right now. It doesn't matter if it's the first play or the 35th play. She's rolling her eyes. Yeah, you know that. You, you know when you're just like, you're not really necessarily talking to somebody, but that overhear that conversation, that head whips over to the oh, yeah. left. Yeah, that's exactly what she just done yeah, right now. She's, she's not done. even here right now. I just know what she's yeah. doing. It's a telepath. Oh, he oh might, yeah. He I know might. exactly what's going to happen when she hears this. It's like the dad thermostat <laughs> thing. When somebody touches the thermostat, who touched the thing? Yeah, and you only lowered it one degree. Yeah, it went from 68 to 67. <laughs> but I, I think that, um, you know, communication is key. So when we when we put that into the sense of being flavorful to people. Right. If, so if, tell me, like, I know you, you might be able to jump into it, but like, what does being salt mean to you? To me, to, so that's the, the reason that I coined that phrase, be real, be you, be salt, is to me, the, to be flavorful starts with understanding and identifying yourself, you know, me. Who is Casey Hughes? So if I can't understand me, then right. I can't be real because then I'm that's trying to be somebody that I'm not. 100% true. And that's not, dude, to this day, I mean, I'm I'm 39 years old now. And I'm still figuring that out. I'm yeah. still growing through that because I challenge myself a lot in business and I challenge myself a lot to grow and understand. And I think that that's a process of something that will never end. Right. You and know, that's we, what I meant by, you know, I think that's what I meant by whenever I said I want to be a person that everybody wants to be around. That doesn't mean I want to adapt. Correct. I want, yeah. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be me no matter what. Right, and I think I think you and I we have a I think there's a lot of us, but you and I specifically we have this chameleon thing that works yeah. to our benefit. But a lot of times, dude, it's a it's a blessing and a curse thing, 
because I've found myself historically not necessarily just going with the flow, but right. because I can adapt so well, and we've covered that, you know, yes. you know, in my previous lives, um, that I have to walk out of that every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to go, huh. I, it's a double phase. I'm not going to go with the grain just to go with it, but I also have to back out and go, why am I going against the grain? Yeah. You know, is this something I need to be opposing to, or is right. this something that I just don't like and I'm trying to you don't, well, yeah, because you don't want to be that guy that's always going against the grain as I'm well. Always, I'm always that guy. I mean, but I don't want to be that a, guy all the time. In a yes. sense, you don't want to walk in the room and they're, oh, there comes Casey. Right. You know, whatever we're saying, he's going to disagree with right. or he's going to want to do different. Yep. And and that just, you know, you puts wanna, off a totally different persona. You want to be that guy that walks in the room and they go, this guy has always got something else to say in a different view. Let's see what he has to exactly. say. Exactly. That's the difference that I learned now. Right. When my younger years, I didn't have that. You know, I was right. just rebellious to be rebellious, and there was a different way. I tried to reinvent right. the wheel all the time. Right, more of an more of an arrogance. Yep, more of an and arrogance. You don't want to have that presence right. when it comes to people. Yep. So that, you know, an understanding and establishing who we are, you know, that's the be real, I mean, the be you. The be a real part about it um, is inherently the hardest part. That's when... Uh, to just to shortchange it, that's when you take all your skeletons out of the closet. Right. You know, I'm not saying air your dirty laundry on bake book. I'm not saying do all of those things. But I'm saying there there comes a point to self-discovery, especially if we're going to begin to uh, lead people or feel like that we need to lead people. Right. That those key relationships, we have to be that open with. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's exactly what me and you both did, episode mm-hmm. one and two. Yep. We have, and that's the reason why we wanted to do that. We have to be able to come together and go, look, you know, if I don't have those real conversations with Hayden, you know, it, you know, we, we talk and I'll get frustrated with something, you know, and historically I would just hold that in. And then, you yeah. know, a couple of weeks later, I'd blow my gasket, <laughs> you know, and it would be over something stupid like an M&M in the floor. You know, right. like I just swept the floor and the kids dropped an M&M. Like, what are you doing? We're just cleaning the house. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But that wasn't the frustration. The frustration came from weeks before mm-hmm. when I didn't agree with something, but I didn't voice it. Right. And because I didn't voice it, nothing changed. More so, I didn't allow her to offer reasoning for me to take a step back and go, oh, well, that does make sense. Yep. There was just no communication. So that begins to boil up. And we can't be that way. We have to be transparent with people. We have to be real with people. We have to specifically in the mission that you and I are doing with this podcast and do the damn show, we have to be able to have conversations with people and go, look, we don't have it figured out. You know? Right. And I and you said it before we sat down that, you know, I'm pretty good with scripture. Well, I'm gonna tell you, dude, the the reason that I'm as good as I am with scripture and I'm not great at it is because I spent years trying to prove people wrong. Yeah. You know, I used it for the wrong, for the wrong reason, for the wrong reason until God turned that light switch on for me and goes, Hey dude, you know, you may not have, you may not agree with it and that's okay, but you can't go out here and bash and you can't yeah. beat people up. So, but that's the reason I started diving in and finding things to contradict what was being told to me. Right. And we can't do that either, you know, because then we're no better than. No, anybody. but now you do have the knowledge to where you can. Instead of trying to prove people wrong, right, you can actually have that discussion and ask them, "Well, why do you see it that way?" Right. Well, let me yep. show you, you know, what that scripture actually means in its context. Yep. And and be open to the fact of them going, mm, "I think you got your context wrong." Buddy. Exactly. This is, without this is, blowing your gas. Right. I think this is what it means. And a lot of times, I walk away from that going, "You know what? I can see that. You know, I can see where we both have a handle on this." Yeah. And then there's times, dude, where I where I go, you know what? I, I had it wrong. 
Yeah. You know, I just, my brain got locked into, you know, I think VWs are really cool cars. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just love VWs. Yeah. And, you know, and you go, well, this is another cool car. No, 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 it's not. And then you stop and you go, well, actually, yeah. it is. You know, and they're both cool. You know, you, you can have that. And so, but we have to have that sense of realism with people to be able to go, look, I don't know, man. I don't know what that means. Right. I don't know what it means. I don't know the context of it, but I can tell you how this has worked in my life. Yes. And and if you have enough, I just told dad this the other day because dad was really bragging on one of the episodes and that we did such a good job, you know. And uh, I said, dad, you know, really it just comes down to relationship. Appreciate that, Uncle Rick. Yep. I mean, hey, hey dude, he's, he has trouble saying the name of the show, and he told me that. A lot like, of, I think yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, he does. He said it was something that Orly uh, beat into him, but <laughs> he's coming around to it. And, uh, you know, the other day he was like, you know, son, I just love it. You know, the do the d- show. And, you know, he, got, like, he got like a D out. But You, know, you can say dang. Do yeah, the dang show. You can, you yeah. can say it. It's, but, I, I, you know, I told him, I said, that's the, that's the thing is, you know, you got so much that you want to say. You have so many things that you want to put out there. But the only way that we really ever change anything or impact anything is through long-term relationship. Yeah. You know, and we could sit here for eight hours one day and talk. And anybody that listens to it, they're not going to listen to all eight hours oh, one time. Oh, no. But it would probably be easy for us to do. Right. But nobody's going to spend an eight-hour Absolutely day to not. do that. So we take that same logic. It's hard to keep it at an hour. It's, it is hard to keep it at an hour. It's We take that same logic and we apply it to our relationships with people about being real. And we go into it understanding, hey, you know, I'm in this for the relationship aspect. You know, I don't have to talk to my boss about everything that's happening through the week on Monday. No. I have access to him when he answers the phone throughout the week. And more so, I can get on my email, schedule a meeting, and outlook and go, hey, I need an hour of your time on Thursday. Right. You know, and we and we need to do that through the being real process. We don't need to just brah, rain down on somebody. Yeah, because that's, you know, whenever you're raining down on somebody, especially, and you're, you're on the receiving end of it, it's very easy number one to overwhelm somebody yep. number two that person's probably going to feel attacked versus hey i'm just trying to talk to you and no one wants to feel talked at no no and but I that's where it comes like it's it's very hard to be real with people and a lot of people don't even want to be talked to talk no. about and talk to they just want to be heard yeah you and know, that's what that's i was gonna, that's what i was going to say too sometimes we have to we just have to shut up and listen i i have a bad you know, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. You know, with Jessica. Me too. Because I'm a fixer. I want to. I want to try to fix everything. When a lot of times I just need to shut up and listen. Yep. And that's hard to do, man. Especially when you, you know, it's one of those innocent motives. You know, I'm just. I want to fix it. I want to help. I want to mm-hmm. do it. But sometimes the best help is to not do anything. Yeah. Just be supportive and be encouraging. And that's. I'm learning that. You know, Hayden and I've been together four years, and I'm learning how to be better at that now. Because that's ultimately what it takes, you know, to right. get through that. And that's the same with any relationship. You know, I think mm-hmm. our children need to be guided, you know, but we need to spend time talking with our children mm-hmm. as opposed to talking to our children. You know, guidance, leadership is not management. Right. You know, it's just not. We Absolutely. Have, we not. Have there's a lead. difference. There's a big difference. So if we if we have an opportunity to, one, begin to investigate who we are, so we're going to be you, mm-hmm. you know, two, we're going to start diving into being real. And what does that look like? You know, getting rid of any of the, the facade or the fake or the, the things that, you know, we want people to think that we are right. Just kind of being out there and, and letting it all hang out, you know, what, with what's comfortable. There's certain things that I only discuss 
in my life with a very close circle of people. Right. But I, as we should, as we should. But I have I have opened up to uh, some of these guys on levels that I would never open up to as, as much as I say hate to say it to you. Like right. Well, I think our relationship was great, but I have a relationship with another gentleman that I've just you know, hey, look, this is everything I've ever done. Right. And it made me feel better, dude. I, I, I got that. I got that out. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not anything to do with that. Right. It's just that relationship's what that's built for. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy how we all have those relationships. And you, you said it best. You know, it's, we're not going to air out everything. There's right. some things that, you know, some people just don't need to know. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how in a moment when somebody comes up to us and you know they're going through something. Yes. And you're like, man, if I would just share this with them right now, what I went through. I could really help this person. And then that's where we're able to be, you know, we're able to be salt. And, you know, we're able to help somebody else through our journey that we've been through. Right. And not to, you know, with me, there's always, I don't want to say an ulterior motive. I don't want to say that. I'm going to say, I don't really know how to say because <laughs> it is an ulterior motive, but it's not, it's... I also like to keep everything out in the open because I'm going to take ammunition away from anybody that I can. You know, if I ran for a political office. Oh, yeah. You don't want. Yeah. Nobody's going to be able to stand up and right. say something embarrassing about my life that I haven't already brought yeah. to light. Hey, look, I'm an open book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's I have to be because <laughs> there was a, through a lot of my, my processes, dude, and a lot of my um, downfalls. Is there were constantly people, you know, like pointing a finger, you know, right. and they try to, they try to blast you and they try to, you know, you mm-hmm. know, blast you on Facebook and I can't believe this happened and this and that and yada, 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 and he's a piece of junk and this and that. So through all of that, I just started being, you know what, <laughs> I don't, you're right. I did do this. Yeah. And so I developed a mind frame of, you know what, anything I did, I'll own. And yeah. I'll tell you, I did it. Yep. And you know what that, I don't know why that reminds me of, uh, most of us, I'm not going to say most of us, but I know me and you have watched the movie Eight Mile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And when, yeah, you know, exactly. When Eminem is up there, you know, rapping and. Yeah. He takes all the ammunition. Oh, man. From takes Papa all. Dog. Yeah. Takes all the ammunition yeah, from Papa Dog. White trash. Yeah. I do live in my mama's trailer. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly it, what that reminds me of. And, you know, you're exactly right. What are you, what are you going to do to me now? Yeah, there's nothing you, know? you can do to me now. Because I, I I developed another I think it was a subconscious mentality oh, I know I, I know it was I was my own worst enemy mm-hmm. you know I think we all and if if I was going to be my own worst enemy then I'm going to be my own worst critic and then I'm going to be my own worst dictator mm-hmm. you know I'm going to take every bit of that and own it I have to own it dude if if I don't um, I'm not I can't sit here and say the things that I do exactly you know I'm not perfect I've never been perfect I'll never be perfect. That's uh, Hayden the other day. She made a comment. We were joking at the house and about city council stuff coming up in 24. <laughs> and she was like, you should run for city council. I was like, I can't. I have a record. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think that's how that works. But in the event that I did, yeah, it wouldn't bother me, man. Yeah. It, I think my campaign would look a lot like that. Like, yeah. Tatted and fatted. Yeah, just tatted and fatted. This is what I do. <laughs> this is what I've done. You know, but hey, this is where I'm at. You know, Look, I could is, even, we can even make a slogan. You know, just living. That was I had a, I had a friend of mine run for a city council a couple of years back, and I remember there was an article that came out because this particular gentleman had a DUI, you know, and they were just really beating him up on that everywhere. 
And I did. I made a post on Facebook, and it, it was something along the lines of, you know, we can point out this gentleman's faults, but just because we drove home from the country club after having three glasses of wine and didn't get pulled over, yeah, that sets us apart. Exactly. You know, because a .08 is a .08. Yep. It, it doesn't matter what you've drank. doesn't matter how much you drank. It doesn't matter where you're going. doesn't matter if it was wine, if it was, you know, anything. .08 is .08. Exactly. And we all ran that risk if we've had, you know, a couple of beers or a couple of glasses of wine to get mm-hmm. pulled over. So I don't think we should be shaming this guy, you know, based on this one instance. Correct. But for me, if I ran for office like that, I think I would put all that out there. I think I would have the most interesting campaign ever. You know, Why wouldn't you? We're, we're going to have, like, cool videos and, like, maybe reenact some of it, you know? Yeah. Like me getting arrested for public intoxication. That's a fun story. And I can go, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I was a jackass. That happened. But look at me now. You know, I, I, I did straighten out, you know. I'm, I'm trying to be a productive member of society. Right. I'm trying to give back. So, but, you know, through that through that being real phase, that's what gets us into the salt side of it, you know. And you hit it dead on the head to your point, you know, to be flavorful. You know, in that that middle ground, understanding that sometimes we're going to hate our job and forget mm-hmm. to put some salt in there, and sometimes we're going to have bad days or forget what we had already done, and it may be a little bit too salty at times, but we should strive for that medium, that middle ground, that intermediate of, you know what, this is the recipe, and we need to follow the recipe, because I guarantee you, if you go to Checkers or you go to any of these establishments, you're going to get more corrected fries than you're going to get bad fries. Right. Doesn't mean they're not going to have bad fries, but the average, you know, our average should be, we're a flavorful thing. You know, we should be something flavorful to be around. Right. And we should be able to help season. That was the one of the mm. cool things for me. We should be able to help season people that are interested through that relationship. Right. You know, we like we, that. we don't need to dump salt on them. We yeah. need to help. And when I say seasoned, I don't even necessarily mean in a flavor sense. I mean in a time sense and a, you know, an overtime, like a seasoned skillet or a seasoned vet or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. You can identify like a well-aged meat. Yeah. Like a well-aged <laughs> meat, which is, you know, like a well-aged meat. Yeah. Which is another way that salt's used, you know, to cure meat. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this until I did some research. You know, when you pack all that in there. It doesn't flavor the meat. It pulls the water out. It just dehydrates. Mm-hmm. So all my life, I thought that, you know, like it would be super salty when you ate it, <laughs> but it's not. It, it just, it's strictly used. Now it can be if you season it that way, but yeah, obviously. But the initial stage of curing meat with salt is it just pulls the water out. It dehydrates it. And I thought that was so cool, man, that you can cover something in salt. You know, you can absolutely cover it in it. But it's only taking out what it needs to take out, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's kind of the caveat. That's the that's the catch twenty two. That's the middle thing of where in in my specific journey with Christ and 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 going through things is, you know, there are some really good points to adding a lot of salt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's also a process to that. You know, that person, the, the meat has to be ready for the process to have all that salt dumped on it, mm-hmm. you know, and not every meat can be cured that way. Right. There's, there's a very specific process of how you have to do this. Yeah. And you said so they have to be ready for it. They have to be ready for it. You can't it. help somebody that doesn't want to help. No, you can't take a live pig, you know, and then cover it in salt <laughs> and expect it to be happy about its life. No. 
You know, it has been processed to a point to where it can receive that much salt. Yep. You know, that mean that mean uh, being butchered and, and processed for meat sales. At that point, you can do that. But as long as it's alive and breathing, you can't just pack it full of salt. Mm-hmm. If anything, you're going to make it sick because yeah. you're going to dehydrate it. You know, that's the thing about beer. You know, the beer and the beach, that goes hand in hand. Uh-huh. You know, with the sun and the sand and the beer, you ain't doing nothing all day. You're not there being dehydrated. <laughs> That is true. Think about that, dude. You're you're the whole time that you're at the beach drinking beer, you're being dehydrated and are nothing but surrounded by water. Yep. <laughs> and you're still being dehydrated. Yeah. And if you drink the water that you're there, that's there, you're you become be, dehydrated, dehydrated even more. So our salt intake, which you know, on one of the episodes we were talking about going into getting beef jerky, mm-hmm. I take a lot of sodium in, dude. A yep. lot. But if we eat too much salt, if we intake too much salt, we have certain health yep things that happen absolutely you know? but if we do an, if we do the right amount there's a benefit to it exactly because of the electrolytes and everything else that it does. all the minerals yep so it comes down to just like that saying that be real be you and be salt there is a specific balance that we should strive to try to operate in you know i i, I call it uh uh it's a 53590 and it's a uh, you know five percent of what you hear you retain 35 percent of what you hear and write down you retain 90 percent of what you hear write down and apply you retain right so if we just go ahead and cut it at an even 33 percent if we can operate at 33 percent in being you operate in 33 percent at being real and operate at 33 percent in being salt then we're at 99 percent yep we don't have to be a hundred percent you we don't have to be 100% real. We don't have to be 100%. God is great all the time, and my <laughs> life don't suck, and nothing ever goes wrong. You know, And because I don't think we ever get there. Oh, no. I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but when I meet people like that, I don't buy it. I mean, it could be in my own mind, but my first thought is, you know, what bad happened? Yeah. How many yeah. times have you been talking to somebody and walk away and just like, man, oh, that guy was full of crap? Exactly. Exactly. Like I would, and I realize not everybody's like us, but I would rather hear about your struggles. Right. You know what I mean? Not to bask in it, not to, you know, bathe in it. I would just like to walk away from a conversation going, dude, that guy's weak sucked. (laughs) But he had a smile on his face and he was upbeat. You know, I would rather have that conversation than nothing ever goes wrong. Oh, yeah. Because I think that I'm just I'm just doing this in real time right now. I think that if we're operating 100 percent in any one of those three categories, then we're not being truthful in the other two. No, because we're spending 100 percent of our time in the wrong place. In the wrong place. So I think it, you know if we can begin to you know the foundation of this of this show is not to break down scripture to you know right all the way through, but it's. It's to just help spread a little bit different light on something that might mm-hmm. be a little bit different, you yeah. know, and understanding that. and Which is including spreading, you know, spreading light to other people. Yeah. And, and we have to, man. I mean, you know, I get a lot of, um, I don't want to say backlash, but I get a lot of questions about comments that I'm like, I'm what I'm fixing to make. Even if you take God out of this, even if you take Jesus Christ out of this, and it's just a book, mm-hmm. it's just a book. That's all it is. If you take that out, the principles in it will make you a better person. That's true. You know, if you just, I mean, if you just want to be a good person, you know, if you're striving to be, you know, better in humanity and better in kindness and patience and understanding and everything, then you take the religious aspect away from it 
and look at some of the principles in it. And I mean, it's just, it's just a good rule book. And I think of, or a guide, a guideline. And you say, we're just doing this in real time right now. But you saying that made me think about what if I was to, you know, read this and take, you know, take God out of it, take Jesus Christ out of it. I try to put my, I try to put myself or in the shoes of those people that would be reading it that don't necessarily believe in faith, mm-hmm. don't let, don't believe in Christ, God, you know, all that stuff, or just kind of struggle with that. Yeah. I put myself in their shoes and I'm reading this book without that aspect behind it. And like you just said, it is going to teach you to be a better person, yeah. you know, in, in general, in life. But also, I do think it would make me put Christ back into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, this is one thing I talked to dad about is, you know, I grew up with an iron fisted God, not just with him. I mean, just I think it was a product of the times, man. You know, that yeah. was televangelist age. And, you know, it was just a <laughs> weird time in Christianity. And God never really had a velvet hand, you know, when I was growing up. But I've learned that, you know, I, I don't we, we've established it before. I don't drink now. It's not for it's not for religious purposes. It's not for right. belief purposes. Quite frankly, last Tuesday was almost a Margarita Tuesday. I mean, it was just a rough day. But I I didn't, you know, because I'm a different person when I do that, and I don't enjoy being that person. Mm -hmm. But God walked me out of that with a velvet hand. You know, I was still receiving blessings in my life. I was still having things happen to me because I wanted to grow this relationship with this God entity and this deity. Mm -hmm. You know, I was making moves for that, and I was still drinking and still, you know, partying and running around and doing everything that I wanted to do. And I was still having change happen. You know, and and, uh, my dad says I came into Christ through the back door, you know, because I didn't go through the front side of the church the way a lot of people did. But I think if if we could ever get to that point of, okay, let's take this book and let's just take the good foundational principles in it. I just want to have a little bit better successful life. You know, I'm tired of depression always being around the corner. I'm always tired of anxiety being around the corner. I'm tired of all these things being around. And then having an, an understanding of they're always going to be there, and all we do is grow a little bit smarter in how to cope with it. Right. That once we make that shift, God actually does have that velvet hand mm-hmm. that promotes change into our life because that's what happened to me. That's what changed me. I didn't. I didn't wake up one day and said I'm going to start telling people about God because somebody told me something was going to happen. I woke up one day and said, how the hell did I get here? Mm -hmm. How did I get to where I'm at in my life right now? And I started looking back over everything that I was able to achieve going, dude, I got a high school education. I got all these other things. And when you start adding up my life, dude, it doesn't make sense. I've always had drive. I've always had that. I've never been scared to start something. I've I've never been really scared of failure from other people. It was my own self. I'm like Ed Milet. It was my own judgment of failure yeah that's what bothered me but i still shouldn't be where i'm at you know i shouldn't have the career that i do i shouldn't have the family that i do i shouldn't have hayden i shouldn't have these things and it's easy to look and go yeah well you worked hard and that's where you got well you're not lying you know that is true i did work hard but there's things that happen that i can't explain i don't have a way outside of going god made an impression in my life Mm -hmm. he showed up you know and that's why this podcast was born. That's, that's yeah. why this whole thing came to be is because I feel like that there's a, a very large demographic of people very. who, who if, they, if they replace Jesus Christ with Luke Skywalker, <laughs> would be a better person. That's true. You know, and then 
God will take the opportunity to transform the mind frame of Luke Skywalker to Jesus Christ. Yep. Because Jesus Christ, quite frankly, has been beat with a baseball bat for decades and eons and thousands of years. Right. You know, it's we Christians have are the ones that have turned that mentality, you know, by the the the, the thick list of, you know, do's and don'ts and to quote Sons of Anarchy um, he said, uh, when relationships become a ledger of checks and balances, you have no loved ones, no friends. You only have pluses and minuses. Mm. And that has been duplicated through religion, quote unquote, forever. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have uh, put ourselves in a corner to where, well, at least I'm not doing what Jimmy's doing. Oh, yeah. You know, quite frankly, Lance drank 12 beers. Mm. Hell, I only drank eight. So yeah. I'm doing better than he did, yep. you know. And and that's not it's so easy to do too. So easy. Well, we have to, you know. I think our human nature, you know, from the time that we're born, dude, we're performance based. Yeah. Get up and walk, and then all we want them to do is sit down and shut up. Yeah. But you know, they get into everything they do. But if you think about every minute of our life from the time that we are born, it's performance somehow, even if it's innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, they want us to say our first words. They want us to perform. They want us to finger paint. Oh, you did a great job coloring in between the lines. You know, and then, but if you don't color in between the lines and you're in fourth grade, what's wrong with you? Right. You should be able to color in the lines by now. What's, what's going on? So we have this deep rooted performance thing that we, I think we shift over in our own mind to go, well, if this is the way it is, then obviously this religion should operate this way too. Right. If I do all of this, I'll get good things. Yeah. And I think you just said, if I do all this, I'll get good things. I think Christianity gets a bad rap sometimes, especially when you see it. Let's face it, we all see it in Hollywood. Like, we're watching TV. I I was telling Jessica just the other day, we were watching this show on Netflix. And I just catch myself all the time. They make the Christian to be out to be like these crazy people. Yeah. And yes, this lady was going out and uh, murdering people. It's actually on the show Manifest. You know, if you... (laughs) Since you were watching that, like on the newest season, this basically this woman, she's super deep-rooted Christian, and she's killing everybody that, you know, wronged her daughter, basically, steered her away from God. Yeah. So she's killing all those people to try to put her back on the path to God. Like, and I'm just like, man, this, I said, I looked at Justin, I said, it's, it's, it's things like this. Yeah, exactly. That, that give... You know, Christianity a bad rap because you could easily look at that and be like, Christians are crazy. Well, and that's probably a depiction. If I had my guess, whoever's writing that show, that's a depiction of exactly what you said because it's been that way forever. There was a there's a guy that comes to brunch of blessings and he said the Christian army is the only ones who bury their wounded. Mm-hmm. Dude. Mm. <laughs> Again, the Christian army is the only army that buries their wounded. Wounded, not dead. The right. wounded. I think there's been a turn. I really do think there's been a turn. I think there are more people that just kind of go, mm, man, I don't agree with all that. You know, I think a lot of the churches and are, are getting rid of a lot of the, you know, the crazy stipulations. And I think as a society, we are being forced back to a place of understanding, you know, because it really and truly, I know this is a pothead moment. This may not stay in the episode. I don't know. But... <laughs> I do, it's on my brain, so I want to get it out. Everything that Christians are enduring now, quote unquote, that's, I don't classify myself as a Christian. I classify myself as a follower of Christ. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I want to get away from that. 
you know. So all of the persecution that Christians are following or feeling now has been things that have been been, been bestowed upon other cultures since the dawn of Christianity. Hmm. You think about that. I mean, it's it's the exact same thing. And so I think you got a bunch of right wing nut jobs that go, well, they said this was going to happen. They said this yeah. was going to happen. They said this was going to happen. And are they right? Yeah, they're right. But they don't understand, you know, that they're the ammunition for that. They're the cause for that. They yeah. All of the ridiculousness over the decades is what brought this person to do this. Right. I don't, I don't think change comes unless change is promoted. I remember back oh, yeah. in the early 2000s, dude, sitting in my living room reading a paper, a paper. <laughs> And it said by the, it was like 10 years from whatever that date was, um, that there would be no more sitcom television. It would all be um, reality-based TV. And I was like, yeah, this, look, read this shit. This is crazy. That ain't that ain't never going to happen. You know, it's in the height of Friends. And, I was like, you, you know, mean Seinfeld to tell me there ain't going to be no more Seinfeld? Right. And, dude, lo and behold. Cheers. Here we are. I mean, it's everything we do is it's not reality, yeah. but it's quote-unquote you know, oh, marketed yeah. as reality. There's some crazy shows out there. There is. But I think that's, I don't think it was a bad thing. No. You know, we got flavor of love out of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we got Big Brother. We got all those cool shows. Survivor. Uh, me, me personally, I used, I love Road Rules. And, uh, okay. what was the other? Road Rules. That was a good one. Road Rules. And what was the other MTV one? Um, uh, where they all lived in the house together. Real world, real world. Yes. Yeah, I love that, dude. That was the OG, and especially when it was real, real world versus road rules. <laughs> yeah, you know, they did those specials. So I don't think re- reality TV was necessarily no, a bad I'm a, thing. I'm a super huge Survivor fan. Yeah, hey, you applied for Survivor I did, too. I did apply for Survivor um, two years ago. I didn't get a call, but I'm about to apply again. Do it. Uh, so we'll see. I'm just going to keep applying to my applications good for 12 months. So I'm, I'm about to apply again. You know, told Jessica that I was going to because we're watching Survivor right now. And I was like, I got to apply again because I didn't apply last year. And, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah, I, said, well, got, I got a little salty about it. Yeah, I got, got a little salty. About but it. I had to understand that chances of you getting a call the first time you apply is not going to happen. Right. So I'm going to make another video. I'm going to send it in again. And we'll see what happens because that's hey, just something I really want to do. Maybe we can get you a big production video this time. Yeah. You know, maybe we can get me an official video other than me sitting on my stairs. Yeah. We'll throw in some, <laughs> we'll throw in some fun stuff in there. All the reasons why you should. So I don't, I don't think any of that stuff's bad, man. I think it's moderation and it's, you know, it, it goes back into what we're, we're talking about is, you know, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. There is a balance to everything. And I think we spend as as a culture and as a society, especially in the Western world, um, that being here in the intercontinental U.S., we spend a lot of time running from stuff, man. Oh man, do we you know? Ever. And and I don't, you know, I'm not going to go on a tangent. I, I think there's a certain level of entitlement um, that is healthy, and I think there's a whole level of entitlement that's not healthy. You know, we just we just run from things, and we have to dive into success, whether it be monetary, business, or personal growth. There right. is a level of investment that comes with that that I just don't think a lot of people get. Yeah, because you know? a lot of people are scared, you know, to take the first step. Yeah. When they're they're so scared of the what if, they don't even think about the other side of what if. Yeah, exactly. And the that's the yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got, I, you know, it. I was one of those people. I'll, I'll say it for the longest time. 
I was one of those people. I was like, yeah, you know, but what if this happens? Mm-hmm. And then I'm so scared of the first step. I don't make any steps. Yeah. And you can't be that way. No, no, you got to get something. And that's, you know, I, I, I use an example when it comes to um, the gospel and, and, and the word of God is if somebody handed you a million dollar check, okay, mm-hmm. you got two options. Think the dude's crazy, wad it up, throw it in the trash, or try to cash it at the bank. Right. That's what you got. Yeah. And this, this, the things that we talk about is the exact same thing. You got two options. Either wad it up and throw it away, or you try to cash a check. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to go off on a deep religious tangent, but how I believe in God and the things that have manifested in my life from this God deity, I just tried to cash the check. You know, and because if you cut it down, if you take all of the man-made crap out of it and you take all of the religion out of it, why wouldn't you want to try it? Mm -hmm. You know, why, what is so untasteful? You know, what in that is too salty and people will go, well, you got those ridiculous scriptures and you got ridiculous illustrations. And in the old Testament, it says it's okay to own slaves and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, you're right. It does. You know, there is there is a lot of that context in there. But if you dive back to the context of it. I was going to say, a lot of people take it out of context. Right. If you go back to it, I don't agree with slavery. I don't agree with that. I think it's a terrible thing. Yeah. Society then, not just in Jewish and Christian cultures across the world. Egypt, the pyramids were built by slaves. You know, like that was just how the world mm-hmm. did. You know, that's how it was. That would be like saying we're only going to use floppy disk on computers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this this Mac in here doesn't even have a CD-ROM on it. No. Dude. You know, I mean, like it's society progresses. So by looking at something and going, yeah, but it says it's OK to own slaves in there. Well, that's just the same thing as I only run programs on a floppy disk. Yeah. You know, Windows 95. I don't know what an MP3 is. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm and not, I think that's going to support digital music. Yeah. And that's a, a lot of people. I, I spend a lot, not a lot of time, but, you know, my parents or anybody that's willing to listen to that, you know, they grew up in a time where they're experiencing a lot of the, all of this as well. Yeah. You know, floppy disks. See, they, they've seen eight tracks, like all, yeah. all the stuff, credit cards. And whenever I'm explaining, you know, crypto and stuff like that to yeah, them. Exactly. It is, it is so foreign to them. Like a lot, I'm not just talking about my parents. I'm talking right. about just a broad it's a generation. It's, yeah. A yeah gen, it's a generation. That whole generation is, they're just scared of it. And yeah. the way I like to explain that to them or anybody else is, yeah, but you were also scared of credit cards too. You didn't know they what were, credit cards were. They were scared of Elvis Presley. They <laughs> scared of so many things. But I say that to say change is not bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's what we do with it. Exactly. You know? If we only if we only process things on floppy disk, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> no, we, you, you know what I mean. We no, I'm sitting at a lot of things right now, staring at a lot of yeah. things that you know would not have came about had we still be using floppy disk. No, and that's you know to put that. Not everybody knows what a floppy disk is or how that works. No, they don't. That would be like saying we're only all driving 1987 LeBarons. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to just okay. A LeBaron, any, probably not any the, family car from the '80s. You know what I mean? Like that's it. You that's could have said station wagon that's ever, or something. That's all you're ever gonna drive because yeah. that was the hot car 
back in the eighties. You know what I mean? Or everybody's got to drive a DeLorean. Everybody knows there you what a DeLorean go. is. There you go. You know, everybody you're only gonna drive DeLoreans because it's stainless steel body front to back and it's just a bad car. That's yeah. what it, and it's got, you know, swing doors on it and that's what you're gonna drive. Yeah. Well, there was a time in society where yes, that's the case. You know, big hair you know, ankle socks that come up to your knees, and that was the 80s. Yeah, you know, and now there's, you know, obviously electric cars are getting more and more exactly. and more popular. And us muscle car guys are going to have to learn how to wire motors. We hate that because I'm not knocking electric cars. I mean, I think they're very cool. They're fast. Now. I think they're awesome. Direct power. But there is something about cranking your car up and hearing that rumble in your chest. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. No, because I drive a RAV4. Uh, that, is, that is true. <laughs> or a Transit Connect. <laughs> I drive a Cadillac CTSV, and I want it to rumble my chest whenever I crank it up every morning. And there's nothing better than that cold start every morning. <laughs> I get that with the Harley, though. There you go. Yeah. with the Harley. Exactly. I understand. So, I mean, it's, you know. You... <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't have the same effect to it if I see you riding around on an electric Harley Davidson. Oh no, no! It's just not no, the same. No, it's not. You the same. might be might as well be riding a Vespa. Well, and that and it takes away the you know the big thing with muscle cars is that's how it is. That's how it came to be. Was how much muscle can you put behind it? Exactly. You know the, the engineering that goes behind building an engine. You know putting all the different components together that weren't meant to go together and boring out the cylinders and making yeah. it thirty over and you know I can build it better than you. It was and really you're actually, competition. You know, yeah, and you're building it with your hands. Yeah, building you know, it with your hands. It's it's different. You know, it's going to be, it's different when it's all electric. You know, yeah. those people that are used to building their cars with their with their bare hands now are having to learn how to program and work <laughs> with computers. Yeah. And, that's and a, we both know that ooh, most mechanics don't know how to use computers very well. No, they, they have a hard time with a diagnostic machine. Exactly. That's why they usually have a tuner that comes in and hooks the computer up for them. Yep. And, and do it that way. But that's the way that our society's growing. Exactly. And, you know, and the muscle, the muscle, uh, the muscle era guys are going to have their place. Oh, you know, straight gas powered NOS, you know, but there's going to be a new phase of racing. Race Hell Price Dale. <laughs> Race Hell Price Dale. <laughs> I love it. NASCAR's going to look a little different yeah, in 2040. Is. It is. You know, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. You know, it doesn't mean that. It just means society was. There'll be a lot of people listening right now disagreeing, probably. Well, yeah, you know, but to put that back into the context is, yeah, you can find those kind of stories all day long. Yep. You know, Richard Petty used to drive around in NASCAR. That was before they had emissions deals, and that's why he was a spokesperson for Goody's Powder or BC Powder, whichever one it was, <laughs> because he had constant migraines from oh, all of the exhaust the fumes that he had over I didn't the years. Know that. You know, and that predated roll cages in cars. That was when they just built the crap out of the motor, oh, yeah. slapped it on the racetrack, and sent them on down the road. You know, so there was side effects from that. Would he be as great of a racer today as he was back then? Probably better. He would probably be a better racer, you know, driver than he was, and he wouldn't have those side effects, you know, that, that came yeah. with that. So if we look at the principles in the Word of God and we do that and we say, well, I'm not following it because you can have slaves. Yeah. Well, that makes you just as stupid as the guy who believes that it's okay to have slaves. That's true. In my honest opinion. And if you don't like it, I'll give you an address. Just shoot me an email, <laughs> talk to at dothedamnshow.com. Yeah. I'll give you an address and we can come talk about it. Right. But that makes you just as dumb as they do mm -hmm. because there is not a, not a literal million-dollar check, but there is a million-dollar check in there that can help promote a better life. Yeah. And, you know, really what it boils down to 
two principles for me. One, we have made a mockery um, uh, of Christianity for so long. Amen. And we've made it damn near impossible mm-hmm. to want to be a part of that. And it's almost become this elite cliche club yeah. that if you wear the right T-shirt, then you can be part of my team. You know, that that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is submission. We inherently as people don't like to submit. You know, nobody likes the S word. You know, we don't like to submit to anything. Mm-hmm. And if if we, you know, you no, it's more like I want to live my life, I want to live it my way. Right. You know, I've tried that. Don't so work. We have to, you know, it's not even submitting to God. You know, I think that's the end result. But we have to at some point venture into a mentality of, okay, I got to submit to myself. You know, I want to be a better person. I don't necessarily want to be Christ-like. I don't want to be godly. I don't want to be holy. I just want to be a better person, man. I just, I'm tired of fighting a lot of these same battles that I fight all the time. I'm tired of always having to go through something and scrape the bottom of the barrel and barely get by. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm tired of wondering how my kids are going to eat. I'm tired of, you know, there's a whole slew of scenarios that we can get to. Yeah, but also on the other side that some of those same people are saying, well, you know, if God was real, why would he be putting me through all these things? Right, but we have to submit to ourselves to go, I'm going to make a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And that we have to begin to who that is. You well, know? you can't make a difference in other people's lives if you haven't made a difference in your own life. Nope, nope. my buddy Troy Graves said it the best. You can't be good to anybody else if you're not good to yourself. Amen. You know, we have to, and we don't have to be perfect. Oh, but I I think I said it last time that's the only way you're going to fail is if you seek perfection if if you and I are out here spitting out ideals and we've not done any self navigation you know we've not tried to dive into ourselves to go you know what's going wrong or you know what have I done wrong or where have I been to more importantly we're going to drag people through some mud that hell they don't need to go through you know I learned the damn hard way (laughs) the hard way I look at myself every day in the mirror and ask myself, how can I be better? Yeah. I do. Because yeah, we if, have to. I feel like if, if I don't, if I'm not constantly trying to get better, then what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm, and I think with me, the, with the performance thing, what, what God did away from me was I wasn't doing it for him anymore. Yeah. I wasn't trying to be better to be accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a turning point in my career, too. You know, with my bosses, I went into that and... I don't know. There was just a mental shift that happened with me where I go, I'm not trying to, I don't have to prove myself anymore. Right. You know, I I still want to grow. I still want to learn. I still want to be successful. I still want to do these things and apply it. That that parallel shift in my brain went from, I have to do this to seek approval to, man, I just want to do this so I can be better me. Right. I think it's, I don't know why it made me think of this, but you know, being salt to others, being flavorful. You want to do that and be that without expecting anything in return. Oh yeah. yeah so I don't, sure. I don't want to be, you know, yeah, I'm being flavorful, you know, to you. I'm being, you know, being salt, being a light for you or anybody else, but also saying, I don't want to look up and like, Hey God, you see me, you see what I'm doing. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being a lot to this person right now. And so there's that, a lot of people out there that are doing that. That was my, that's my last point about the salt, dude. Salt doesn't know it's salt. Mm. It doesn't. Salt's just salt. It's, you know. It's just there. Salt looks itself in the mirror every day and just it's says, a, I'm me. It's a byproduct. <laughs> it's a chemical compound of sodium and chloride 
It's a byproduct of a natural process of evaporation mm-hmm. from H2O that, you know, it, it, it pulls itself out of there. It doesn't know it's salt. It just goes through, and it also doesn't have a brain, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it just goes through life being salt. That's what it does. Right. And it lets, it lets another entity dictate its value. You know, salt was worth as much as gold at one point in its history hmm. because it was such a foreign thing. And then it was an import. So, you know, it doesn't, salt doesn't know that it's salt. It doesn't know it's worth. It just is there for its purpose. Yeah. And, and I, I think the same could be told for us as yeah, humans. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what we're to do. So, you know, literally to be salt, sometimes we have to take a step back and not know our, we should always know our full worth. But sometimes we have to approach that in the sense of, man, I don't know. Look, I just, I'm just salt, dude. I'm just trying to bring some goodness. I'm just right. trying to bring some flavor. You know, if you want to talk about it, build a relationship about it. I've been through some stuff, and I've been through some really shitty hard times, man. And if yeah. you just need to talk about it, I'll be more than happy to talk about it and start that relationship as opposed to standing up and going, I got the best fries on the planet. Right. Because I got Himalayan salt. Yeah, I think. You know, I love Himalayan salt. My, <laughs> my salt's mine from the best mines that there is. It don't matter, dude. Mm-mm. It don't matter whether you got, you know, Himalayan salt and sea salt. It, it is a little bit more pungent than table salt. You know, it is. Yeah. I, I think steaks taste better. It's a different mineral. Sea salt, it yeah. is. We can, you know, we can talk about that a different day. Right. But, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter in the end of it. It's still true. It's, it's still used, salt. Its purpose is what As it's I say, for. it's still used for the same purpose. It's still used for the same purpose, man. And that's what Just we Just like do. me and you. We're on this earth. We're really on this earth to serve the same purpose. That's it. We're, and that's it. We're here to serve, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's part of that submission thing right. that people have an S, you know, people have a problem with S word. Right. You know what I mean? But also have a shit serve and submission. People have a problem. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which, by the way, just real quick, I'm gonna, this is another episode at some point, but shit, ship high in transit. That's what shit stands for. <laughs> hey. You didn't know that. We'll get into that, but yeah, that's what, that's where, that's where it originated from. So one, one thing I did, one thing I did want to say is, you know, I think a lot of people not only have I don't want to say issue. They're fearful of being heard. So they, they keep themselves from being salt to others or for others. Yes. And I know there's people listening right now that think their voice doesn't matter or people don't want to hear them. Oh no. That is so untrue. There is somebody out there right now. That's very close to you that needs you. I I can tell you right now for 100% fact, there are two guys in this studio that won't hear you. Absolutely. And that, that's not just propaganda. Dude, that no. ain't that ain't nothing. I want I personally want to hear your story because I enjoy hearing people's stories. Right. Even if it's the dark stuff. Right. You know, because there is light on that other side. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think we can get to the light without going through the darkness first. Dude, you don't know what light is. Exactly. You know? You don't it has no value. Exactly. Without darkness, light has no value. Right. And on the flip side of that, without light. Darkness has no value. Exactly. You know, at that point, you're just in a constant state. Right. And it, But also on the flip side of that as well, now that I am on the light side of things and I've seen, I've been through the darkness, I can tell you which one I don't want to go back to. Yeah. And even in, you know, if you set a candle, I want to say it's some crazy number, like 20 miles. I'll get the answer for it. But a single burning candle can be sold for like 20 miles hmm. through complete darkness. I mean, it's light is... 
literal light. Yeah, literal light is amazing. Powerful, yeah. You know, it, it's it's a crazy phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, but so I mean, you know, I think what we're just saying is, you know, we strive to be flavorable, and I know for a fact there are going to be people that listen to this and go, "That dude is not flavorable." Well, <laughs> there's times that I'm not, and I'm working on that. You know, I'm I'm a constant work in progress. And uh, I may cuss you out at a red light if yeah. you're just sitting there. As may I. And I, I don't mean to. But I'm going to give you that courtesy honk first, though. I'm going to give you know, the little short honk. Honk, honk. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm not going to give you the honk like most, I used to. Most of the time, mine is, <laughs> what is this jackass doing? Jesus Christ, come on, man. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I got places to be. I'm, you know, I'm the one I'm throwing up my hand so you can yeah. see me in the rear view. Yeah. Or if my window's open, I'm doing this. I'm just like, hey, go. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, a great salt all the time. I am no. salty still, yeah. you know, I am, but I'm striving to have that balance. You yes. know what I'm saying? So there, well, there is a balance. So what do you got for us as far as truth juice wise? You got anything that can help us with balance? Ah, uh, well, it kind of, it kind of touches on, you it know, flows in there somehow. It, it kind of touches on what we were talking about earlier about being fearful. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, today the truth juice is this. Truth juice, truth mm-hmm. juice, Mr. Relentless. There it is. <laughs> Don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen. Boom. One more time, dude. These last two have been fire. Don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen. Absolutely, man. You know, going into like diving into ourselves, if we're fearful of diving into ourselves to understand who we are. Yeah. That will that that goes right in line with that. Like yeah. we can't be scared of what we're going to find. We cannot be fearful of the what ifs. No. What if I fail? Yeah. That's usually the first one that everybody goes to. What yeah. if I fail? What if? Yeah. You'll learn it, not to do it again. Exactly. You're going <laughs> to learn you're going to learn from those mistakes. So anybody that's listening right now that that's you, take that step. Sometimes you're going to have to leap. Sometimes yeah. it's not going to be a baby step. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to have to just leap. Everything we're doing right now wasn't a baby step. No. We no, we leap. We leaped into this. Yeah. And we knew how each other are, yeah. and we knew that's the only way that we're going to be able to do it. Right. It's either we leap or we don't do it at all. That's right. And you can I sit and talk about it, but it's that, at that point you're spinning wheels and. Right. You know, and, and whether it's a relationship with yourself, it's a relationship with your spouse, it's a relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. you got to take that gamble. Yep. And you got to, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons and risks and wants and you know, all that stuff takes into factor. But it starts with diving into ourselves to go, okay, you know, yeah. where are we at? What, yeah. what can be done? And how say, can we change this? If you talk about it too much, you'll talk yourself out of it. Absolutely. Hey, study long, study wrong. Hey, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that brings us to the end of the episode. We're glad that you're with us today. Remember to always be real, be you, and be salt. You can get these mindset journals. Lance, where can you get a mindset journal from? These mindset journals are available on Amazon. I created them myself. I'm very proud of them. You know, all these truth juice or these quotes that I'm I'm giving you, they're coming straight out of this mindset journal. I really like the brain dump page that's in there. I do yes. brain dumps all the time. So yes, and I thought really I, cool. you know I do that too. That's why I thought every every tenth page there's going to be a brain dump where you can just you know <laughs> you just brain vomit yeah. on there. It does a lot of good. If you've never done that, I highly suggest doing that. Yeah, just get it all out at one time. Yeah, I'll add I'll add the link that way y'all can go grab one. Man, they're only nine ninety nine on Amazon. I mean, come on, right on, dude. Well, Mr. Jeremy Braswell and Bishop Black. 
take us home. That's right. Stay relentless, everybody. Love you guys. We're out. Yes, I lay here in my deathbed and my turn is to a close. I need the comfort of my kin to light my way. Don't fret for my soul, please, because I found my inner peace. Won't you join me as I tarry on the riverside? What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do when it's been at you? Hey, now what you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do?